Hello, and welcome to the Attribution Marketing Podcast, where we help advertisers, businesses, and entrepreneurs get more out of their advertising dollars. On today's episode, we have Brian Barletta of SoundsProfitable.com. Brian is an expert and a thought leader in the podcasting space and he is here today to talk to us about how to get more out of those podcast ads, how to get more out of your content, and also the technology that the industry uses to track ad performance. Brian, thanks for being here. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me. So tell us about the name. I love the name. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the first thing I want to do is give credit to my friend, Sam Mars, who came up with the name sounds as in the podcast we're making. Uh, and uh, so sounds profitable being profitable podcast. And then uh, I kind of liked how he went about it. He pitched it to me. But nice. the focus of the newsletter is all about podcast ad tech. I didn't really like how Adweek or ad monsters was, you know, representing podcast advertising. Um, and the ad tech side of it, it felt a lot of, you know, digital looking in instead of people representing how it looks here and inviting people in. So I wanted to give it another, you know, more unique view. So talk us through what you saw there, what that problem is, and how you're hoping to improve that for the ecosystem. I, I'm a big fan of, you know, the saying rising tide raises all boats. I think that podcast advertising in general and podcasting in general runs on very limited technology and we do the best we can with it. Uh, so there's no such thing as counting a download better. It's how you want to present the data. So what I wanted to kind of highlight is this space where there's so much cool innovation. What is that innovation? How does it actually work? And start saying to the people who are like looking in, hey, come spend money here. It's not as scary as you think it is. Here are the relevant equipment equivalent partners. And here are the partners that have made the jump between the two spaces. And then a lot of my opinion about where the space needs to go. What led you to the point where you know so much about this space that you're launching your own brand and your own channel around it? Help us get to where you are today. Uh, I guess about 12 years ago, I had just given up on being a history teacher. And so I was scrambling around to figure out what I wanted to do. The iPhone was just about to launch. And we started AppV and AndroidApps.com. And basically what I did was I reviewed between 6 and 12 uh, mobile apps every day. And I, so I'd play with them for about 15 or 20 minutes. I'd write a written review. I'd record with a video of like my fingers touching the phone effectively. Uh, and I would read the audio as a voiceover. And we did a lot of really cool things. And that brought me into the ad tech world because I got to help publishers integrate and create a really cool experience. And so that really pulled me deep into um, digital advertising, specifically mobile. Uh, and I like to make the joke that I've been in the space, the mobile advertising space long enough that when I'd say mobile advertising, people thought I meant taxis. I went to work for a company called AdTherent. And after about a year there, helping them build out their product team, we had the opportunity to split off their internal product called Traction. And we renamed it to Barometric. And I was one of the founding members of the team. And Barometric became one of the leaders in attribution for podcasting. And so that happened about six years ago. Barometric was acquired by Claritas. Uh, I stuck around for a year. And then I went to work at Megaphone. And I was at Megaphone, a podcast hosting partner for uh, a little under a year, leading their data and monetization team as a senior product manager. 
And I realized I wanted to do something different. I wanted to figure out what I was going to do next. So I just started writing while I was looking. And uh, as of today, we're, we just exceeded uh, 1,100 total subscribers in just over two months. And so it's, it's definitely getting a lot of attention. And it's, it's my full-time focus going forward. That sounds great. I mean, if you can't be a history teacher, maybe you can write the history of podcasts. How about that? There we go. Talk us through how we're going to bring podcast ads back into the fold. Maybe how some of those point solutions have struggled uh, and maybe how some of the bigger players that tried to just bolt it on have also struggled to get meaningful insights around uh, podcast ads. The first thing I want to start by saying is that I think that the core of advertising where a lot of the technology is built and a lot of the mindset sits around is around banners, video, and audio. Because at the end of the day, those three environments are streaming. They happen on the user's device. There's a pretty strong framework for how they work, how to track them, and all the actions. They were built that way. Podcasts, when we compare how podcasts fit into the grand, grand scheme of things, I think that looking at social is a really great way to look at it. And social was always interesting. You'd get in a room and you'd have the digital teams there and social. And we talk about attribution and the social team would raise their hands and they're like, yeah, we're not interested in multi-touch attribution. Like we can only track the click. People are seeing the ad and you're not giving us credit for that. So that's unfair. Um, Podcasting is kind of the same way, right? There's only so much you can track. And I think that there there are ways to fit this in for multi-touch attribution. And I think there are a lot of partners on the outside of podcasting right now that really like multi-touch attribution. Um, but the truth is, is that it's really hard to track all that. So I think in the podcasting space, out of necessity, a lot of these partners found ways to do brand lift studies where they're taking... Uh, an idea of what the traffic has been on the site, you know, two weeks before and through the campaign and identifying that as a baseline to capture all the traffic from all the campaigns that are not tagged and kind of get that feel for how the campaign can track over uh, that baseline. Talk us through technology wise, why it is so hard to track and what makes that medium so unique. So we only get IP address, user agent, and cookie and podcast advertising. So the big thing to realize there is that IP address on a cellular request is kind of garbage. I'm in Austin, Texas. My IP address will either tell me I'm in Houston or San Antonio. So 1.5 to three hours away. Um, on my home Wi-Fi, it will say I'm in one, one kilometer. So I, that's about as accurate as you can get. Now, you can take that IP address and match it to demographic data that's been made available uh, that you purchased the rights to. And that will say that, yes, someone from this IP matches this demographic that you're looking to identify, but it's still just household. You can't figure out the individual device because the user agent, the next part of it that tells us about the device and the app, in podcasting, it doesn't tell us a lot about the device. It mostly just focuses on the app. So if everybody in my household is listening to podcasts on Spotify, and we're all connected on the Wi-Fi, if I have four people in the household doing that, we all look the same because there's not enough information to differentiate each other. So that's one of the, the issues there. The content make, is the last piece that they get, and that can help build profiles and whatnot of like who's likely to listen to what. Not a lot has been done on that yet in podcasting. But so what we're left with is at the time of download, or at the time of initial play. And when I say initial play, what I mean is you press play on that podcast, that file is now uniquely built for you. And that file will stay there available for you for the next 24 hours until you download it, 
right? Until you've played through the whole thing, progressively downloaded it, manually click downloaded, played live. And so that means that at that time of pressing that play button, that time of downloading the podcast, that's when they have to decide everything. You could automatically download a podcast and never listen to it. If you have more than one podcast app on your phone, chances are you do that, right? If, you're, if you test out Overcast versus Apple Podcasts, you'll get notifications for both if you subscribe to it on both. And that counts as a download. So that's one of the issues there. And then the other issue is that we can't track when the ad was actually listened to. We can't track any aspect of listen. All we can track is, did the portion of the podcast that had the ad get downloaded on the user's device. And so that's when we're able to fire these tracking pixels and whatnot. And again, we're matching versus IP. So a cellular, you know, a, a cellular download or a play of a podcast may never match to something down the attribution cycle. That what you've described as far as I understand it, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is the best of the best. There isn't something else out there unless you actually own the platform, unless you are Apple or are Spotify, if you're an advertiser simply using tracking pixels or redirect URLs to get the best that you can and match on IP, what you've described is the cutting edge. That's the best that's available to date. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. And so this is where Spotify really has an advantage because Spotify isn't podcast advertising. It's app advertising whose content is podcast. Spotify is really no different than Facebook, right? It's a walled garden. They have tons of your information. They have tons of your, your interactions, your user experience. All of that is tied in and they're able to insert in real time for the shows that they own a streaming ad into your podcast experience. So when we think about the greater podcast advertising space, it's the ad is inserted by the hosting provider and it goes everywhere. Spotify can control what people listen to specifically in their app. And I, I, I truly believe at some point they're going to open that up to more than just their self-owned podcast. And so anybody who wants to can monetize their Spotify plays differently. Now, the big thing there is Spotify grades their own homework. They're going to you know, provide you either an attribution solution or not. And they're going to just tell you when a listen happened or didn't. They're not going to allow third-party tracking pixels in any capacity uh, because that's not beneficial to them and they don't have to. And so that means that the, the gap between the two becomes even wider. That's scary because there's an entire industry of us on the podcast advertising side trying to make the most of what we got and keep it open. And then Spotify is coming in here, kind of trying to close it off and absolutely preying on those advertisers and agencies who just aren't ready yet to try podcasting for what it is, but rather want to emulate their digital experience fully in a podcast environment. You basically outlined how Spotify is in a little different category. And that's, that's an interesting piece that I honestly wasn't aware of, but it makes sense. They're in a position to offer that self-serve targeted at, which is which is really interesting. But talk us through, maybe on the other side of it, what Apple and Google are doing. How have those regulations um, and changes from the private industry impacted advertisers' ability to track podcasts? So the privacy regulations from Apple that everybody's really excited about, and, and I like to really make this point clear, pro ad tech doesn't mean anti-privacy. I'm a big proponent of privacy. When you think about it, this whole thing about not sharing your mobile ad ID that Facebook threw a temper tantrum about, 
um, that Apple is moving forward with in early 2021 related to iOS 14 to ask users when you open an app, hey, do you want to share your mobile ad ID for advertising? Nobody's going to click yes on that. So the funny thing about that is just like when you go to a website that says like, do you accept our cookie policy? Yes or no. And this thing, do you want us to track you? Yes or no. When you click no to both of those, they still have your IP address, your user agent, and the content you're on. So the dregs of other advertising industries is the top tier of what podcasting can get. So I think that Apple's privacy mindset is very cool. I think it misses podcasts. I think that Google is doing some really cool things by making podcasts available in search. And that's very powerful. Uh, we're seeing, especially with the work from home shift with uh, the coronavirus, that people are actually consuming more on their computers. So I think that that overall, those two partners are really interesting in how they're like trying to protect privacy and how they're trying to grow the space. But the biggest thing is really that they don't have an ad product. They're not selling ads in their app. They're not inserting ads into the platform. Uh, so it's very different than Spotify. Maybe in your experience, having been on the tech side, data side, and bounced around from a, a couple of other major players in the industry... What are some ways that advertisers or even just content producers uh, doing it the organic way can get more out of those podcast sessions and out of those ads that they're serving? What's the kind of tried and true secret sauce for getting the most out of this medium? I don't think it's surprising that host red is the most powerful form of advertising because I think that we keep separating the idea of podcasting away from influencer marketing, but it's very similar right? It's you're listening to someone or a group of people that you really trust, you want to invite into your ear. Uh, everybody makes fun of the fact that we keep saying intimate in this space, but it is right. If I don't like how the person talks, if I don't like how they're teaching me something or explaining something to me, I'm done listening to them. So host red is really powerful. And I think that everybody should keep an eye on that. I think that the hardest part about host red is buying it at scale, right? If I want 10 million impressions, or downloads rather, in podcasting, and I want it all host read, either I have to find a, a small group of very large podcasts that I want to buy, or I have to, I guess, reach out to thousands of podcasts to get them to do like a thousand downloads each, right? That, that could be very hard. Um, there's not a lot of tools that have managed that yet. But that's going to be where a lot of the innovation, I think, is coming. So I think that if people really want to get the most out of this right now, it's, it's focusing on host red, focusing on finding your audience with tools like what Podchaser Pro is offering right now, which will let you see, you know, what other podcasts people listen to, the, the rating of those podcasts, the effective uh, volume of the podcast, and then kind of just pursuing it for what it is. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of growth with transcription and contextualization. So breaking down the audio into a text file and then identifying the unique content. For example, if you had dynamic ad insertion in this podcast, maybe there's someone out there that really wants to advertise to people who are a pro podcast attribution. And instead of buying 100% of share on your podcast, they might be able to do an ounce of red ad that targets by context because we've said attribution and podcasts in the same episode more than a density of three times. So the tech is coming, but every cool tech advancement is distant 
from what can be done in digital. And the people who are really going to win in podcast advertising are the people who are willing to take it for what it is and not just try 100% to mash it into their digital plan. Talk us through maybe the outlook for a new podcast uh, advertiser or somebody that's looking to start a new podcast channel. Is now still the time or did we kind of miss that wave? I think it really depends on what your goals are. I mean, I think that if you're looking to be the next serial and you're trying to do that out of your basement, like you need to really temper your expectations. But I think that every company that has the opportunity to do this, which is, I don't know, $400 in equipment to sound good, worst case scenario, uh, I think they should have a podcast. I think it's fun and valuable and you'll see who listens and see if people like your brand. And it's a great way to connect with people. I mean, even if your podcast just becomes a tool for you to interview and interact with other people that are relevant to your space, it creates a few more connections. It can be just a simple sales tool. The people who want to make revenue off of it, I think are going to have a hard go of it. I think that we're starting to see a lot of these big companies enter the space um, or, or ones that have been in the space continue to grow. iHeart is a behemoth. Sony's involved now. Warner has a podcast group. There's so many different high-end podcasts that are coming out. Heck, Netflix is allowing people to listen to shows audio only on Android as a beta and they have a podcasting department. So when you think about it, I think that getting to that top tier as a solo person is, is, is a real crazy challenge now, but I think they just have to start. And I think they have to create good content and build an audience. And it's so funny for me to say it because I'm so focused on ad tech, but I think that you just, you don't think about your ad tech until you're down the line. The people that I'm talking about and saying like, you have to have an ad tech plan. Those are companies that are entering this with a revenue goal to start. They're building yet another podcast. They're expanding their existing media formats into podcasting. Those are companies that their teams will get cut if they don't have clear revenue. But if, it's, if you're a small company, if you're not necessarily looking to make money off of it today, I really think you just start, you innovate, I think that podcasting has this unique appeal and I think it's just going to continue to grow. There are a lot of podcasts now, but the amount of people listening to podcasts continues to increase. Awesome, Brian. Thank you so much. You guys heard it here first. This is Brian Barletta from Sounds Profitable. If you guys are looking for more information on the podcasting space, podcast ad tech, and where this is all headed, go to soundsprofitable.com and leave your email in the newsletter. It's completely free and you are going to get a host of information about how all this stuff works and how you can get started as well. Brian, thank you so much for being here. And next time, let's bring you back. You can do one of those unboxing type videos and walk through our software and how it works for podcast attribution. I think that would be awesome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the Attribution Marketing Podcast, signing off.